12 minutes it is after 8 p.m. We now go into our tech conversations and we will in the next uh, a few minutes or so in uh, our subsequent segments. Also check in with what happened at the Zondo Commission, so you certainly don't want to miss that. But we now take a look at the Drone Council of South Africa. Now, they were launched last month by the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies and uh, by the minister in that uh, department, Estella Ndabini Abrahams, under the theme of strategic partnerships to accelerate a national drone industry growth strategy. I'm joined by uh, their chairperson, uh, Irvin Penyane, who joins me now on the line. Irvin, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, good evening. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you, Irvin. Irvin, I want us maybe to start here. You know, I was saying earlier on, uh, uh, these are, uh, um, I guess, how according to some of the regulation, unmanned aerial vehicles. And, uh, yes. of course, they have certainly uh, sort of uh, popped up with all manner of regulatory conundrums because they're, they're unmanned. So there's no pilot in the middle there uh, who's controlling this and certainly a lot of variables at play. Let's maybe start off on some of those regulatory uh, issues here and uh, maybe just give us a background into the drone industry uh, and how it's been able to move, I guess, from uh, a very technologically niche sector to uh, a state where now everybody can access a drone at a consumer level. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's use the word drones for the benefit of our listeners because that's what we, are, we, we always talk about. But they are officially called unmanned aerial vehicles. So the story goes that uh, uh, drones are not new. Uh, some of us experienced drones uh, in the last uh, 15, 20 years as if they were new. Drones have been around as far back as 1907 or so, and they've always been in the military. And as you know, many things have developed from the military. The internet was started by the, by the military, uh, strategic planning was started by the military, uh, the GPS was started by the military, and so are drones. Until some 20 years now, let's say, uh, since 2006, uh, like in the U.S., they started opening up for, for drones to be used for, made by civilians and for business. They are growing so fast, so fast that now, if you look at the Wall Street Journal article recently, its headline says, the drones are coming. How Amazon, Alphabet, and Uber are taking to the skies. Because mm. the plan is that in the next three to five years, uh, passenger delivery will be through drones. Uh, and uh, you'll have now an, on, a, on an app, what you call now an Uber, you can get uh, Uber Foods, Uber Taxi, or Uber Drone to take you from Oakland Park to Johannesburg. So that it starts there. That the rest mm. of the world is far ahead of us, and we are now, as Africa, we're behind. And therefore, we're saying to be able, just like you said, that those things they look like they are they are toys that could just be flying around and they cause uh, they could cause accidents. Exactly the point that our attitude and our outlook of drones is that it is small uh, toys that are not used for commercial. That a drone can be as small as the smallest cell phone size uh, that mm -hmm. can uh, and that can be used to count stock at a warehouse uh, that moves from one shelf to another counting stock without you, you noticing it. It can be a small that you had a drone getting to the basement of the White House uh, two years ago unnoticed. It was a security threat. But it can be as big as a three ton, uh, that's like a half lorry, uh, to be able to carry passengers. That's why 
you are saying I mean, we are looking at the future of uh, uh, I mean, uh, drones that can carry uh, pickup parcels. Tomorrow, I am speaking at a conference uh, organized from uh, between in India and Africa on cargo drones. We are talking uh, I'm, at about two o'clock. I'm talking about cargo drones, and we are looking at moving cargo using drones now. Already, we are talking about big parcels, 2.5 tons. So the usage of drones varies. I mean, currently farmers use drones for uh, for crop spraying, and you can use uh, drones to be able to, uh, you get into a farm, you send a drone, it takes uh, measurements and it, it, it tells you that this soil is good, this soil is not good, then it comes back with an algorithm, it designs on how, how you'll be able to water. You can use a drone uh, for the big uh, towers of, of cell phones. A drone starts, it, uh, it, it tells you where the faults are at, tells you exactly where it must be fixed. Instead of taking weeks or days to fix it, it can be done within hours. A tower has been fixed, you are back, you are back into operation using a drone. So the issues that we are dealing with now is that, not because we are talking bad about regulators, but we are saying uh, the technology is moving so fast, uh, but our, but uh, drones, because they are, aviation, they are both aviation and telecommunications tools, we are not ready as a country, we have not moved very fast in the same way to be able to catch up with the developments uh, in the world. So we set up the drone council to say we need to have conversation. Our main purpose and, and from the launch, the intention is to have a national uh, drone economy strategy. Uh, where basically we say, look, there can be 50 possible uses of drones. But as a country, we need to focus in at least this five or ten in uh, in industrial areas, and we develop those, uh, moving from development of skills, development of capacity, mm-hmm. uh, have the right uh, the, the right le- 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 regulatory environment, and so on and so on. Be- uh, and then so that we are able then to catch up and say, when in 2023, 2024, these things are happening, South Africa will still be five years behind. By the way, by the way, I along, we're the first country in Africa uh, to de- to develop the drone regulations, the UAV regulations, RPAS regulations, mm-hmm. as they are called. Yes, we're the first one in 2015. But we slept on the job. So our other, our other, the other countries, uh, the top four countries, they are even not ashamed to tell you, oh, South Africa, thank you for doing the good job. We simply took your manuals, copied them, made them into law, and have moved very fast. And we lost mm-hmm. investment that should have come to South Africa, and it has gone to Rwanda, to Ghana, to Malawi, and Kenya. And uh, they are the main reason is that South Africa's regulatory environment has not been flexible, and the other countries, it is flexible. Talking now, now, during COVID, in Rwanda and Ghana, uh, uh, you are, they use drones to, to deliver COVID-19 uh, 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 medication. If you, if you get an accident in rural Ghana or Rwanda, a drone uh, uh, could be flown there to deliver blood uh, for you if you have run out of blood or to deliver very um, urgently needed medication. It will drop a, drop a person because they've moved to re- uh, to liberalize. And that is what okay. other countries Evan, are doing. Evan, yes. I, want us to, I want us to pause here because I think you've really mapped out the uh, ecosystem very well for us. And I like uh, some of the uh, foregone opportunities uh, and uh, lost opportunities that you're speaking about uh, in this particular sector and how regulation has played a function there. I want us to pause here. When we come back, we unpack, I guess, uh, how this drone council has come together 
and thus in I guess in addition to the questions around regulation some of the other questions that might emerge around uh, licensing and uh, also in addition to that uh, the commercialization of technology that's coming from here because we also know that uh, within our own national system of innovation uh, there might be some advances that are being made in components around these drones or even uh, homegrown drones that are being developed here in South Africa as well. Let's take this break. Yes. 22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our tech conversations here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we're in conversation this evening from the Drone Council of South Africa with Irvin Penyane. And uh, we're taking a look at the world of drones. Now, um, before we went to the break, Dr. Uh, Penyane, you mapped out, I guess, the background to drones and uh, historically their origin in the military, some of the applications, and of course some of the lost opportunities due to, uh, I guess, the slow regulatory advances here in this country. And uh, I'm quite interested, I guess, uh, when we think about the licensing question, how far are we with that? And uh, has that, I guess, been put to bed? Are people clear about where they shouldn't fly drones, where they can fly drones? I mean, I know there's a regulation around how far you can be from public installations, from the airport and the like. And then maybe the second question is around this idea of homegrown innovation for the drone value chain and how we commercialize some of that. Okay. In the interest of time, I'll I'll refer listeners to our website, uh, which is www.dronecouncil.africa. So it's easy, dronecouncil.africa. So... There's a lot of detail, a lot of material uh, on that website, and also in terms of how they can join the council, how they find information in the right lines. But to answer your question, we should not punish ourselves too much as South Africa. Uh, already, we have set an example. We set the regulatory environment. But as I said, that drones, or if you take the Civil Aviation Authority, for an example, is, is traditional aviation. So to switch the systems and to build the capacity uh, to have fast-moving technologies like drones takes a little bit of time, and it's what we are engaging on. But also take ICASA, but a drone as it flies, it is in the telecom space because the, the, the tools that are, that are inside, um, the system that makes it, it makes it it's a communication tool. So therefore, and every drone is supposed to be ideally registered with ICASA. So it is those things that we are, we are engaging with the Department of Digital uh, Technologies, or of Communications and Digital Technologies, the department led by Minister Stella Mbaleno, that uh, it will help that we harmonize the regulatory environment. Uh, there are currently licensed operators. It's not like we have not licensed people, but it has been slow. We currently have, let's say, in the region of 80 uh, ROC holders. Call, it, call them license holders. Uh, but our intention is that that number should, within the next 12 months, double, and it needs to be representative. Uh, and we, this just this Monday, uh, we are presenting uh, to DCDT uh, I mean, a five-year plan on how we see this, and we are in agreement with them. Sorry, that's just lost it. But we are looking at how do we ensure that we harmonize, we fast track. The objectives that the drone council has set itself are about seven, but I'll quickly go to about two, three. One is drone industry collaboration because there are many things that have happened, uh, but they've not been coordinated, and the drone council is dealing with that. But we have set up 
a mechanism for business incubation. Uh, that um, that when you come and you apply, you are not all by yourself, but we take you through the whole process of how, uh, how the licensing uh, should happen. That you are incubated, uh, and that and, and then we link mentor and mentee. Hence, we've got ten chambers, as you see on the website. I'll just give examples of three chambers. So we've got the chamber for the license uh, holder uh, for the already licensed guide. There's a chamber for the, the new licensees or permit applicants, there is a chamber for cadets and incubators, a chamber for state-owned companies, manufacturers and technicians. This brings me to the next issue. Minister Selanda Reni said at our launch, guys, our brief as a department is to make sure that let those that make laws move very fast uh, so that those that must regulate, must regulate and put things very fast and, and easy for everybody to allow those that can innovate to innovate very very fast and we, we, we localize the technologies and therefore the cake will grow uh, uh, and have many operators and many enthusiasts uh, as possible. And that is our focus, that we are looking at the entire ecosystem, that the drone economy uh, can uh, can grow and should grow uh, if, if there is collaboration. We're just looking at the, at the numbers. Uh, Goldman Sachs in 2016 said the forecast of the drones economy by 2020 this year. It was forecasted at $100 billion. You multiply that by 18 then. You're already looking at, uh, I think, about $1.8 trillion. Uh, that, and, and figures are, are showing that the growth of that industry is now at doubling, if not tripling. And we want mm-hmm. to be a leader. In, yeah, we want to be a leader in Africa. Our intention is what, what we call our campaign as the Drone Council of South Africa is to be a leader in Africa in 2023 because we were leading by 2015 and we have a a project called Operation Ketchup 2023. That's why we're pulling everybody into the room and say South Africa has got the capacity, you've got the Denel capacity, we've produced the Roy Falks of this world. Mm, uh, mm. People don't know that uh, our our Denel Aerospace makes a pass for Airbus and uh, and Boeing here, just right here in, in Bonero Park. And we have the capacity for manufacturing, but we've just been sleeping on the job. So our engagements are that if we turn that corner and, and as a country and re- resuscitate latent capacity that is there already, mm. uh, we will be able to, at an innovation level, uh, create jobs for uh, for many young people, but also for many experienced South Africa. South Africa has been leading in many manufacturing sites on the aerospace side, and hence, hence we're engaging at that level. So the sure, licensing sure. and the incubation is a pro- is a project on one hand, but uh, if, if I mean if you look at how I I outlined our um, the areas our, of work, our yeah. chambers, yeah, that mm. it, it starts from the guy who we have a, a chamber for enthusiasts. You, Ayabonga, uh, uh, you can come in as an enthusiast in a chamber, but when you are ready to be to be a drone pilot, you can join a chamber as a pilot. If you want to be a licensee or a new applicant or a new licensee, mm. you can come in or as a, as a cadet. We even said graduates who are employed elsewhere or unemployed. Let's take a graduate in town planning. Uh, if he becomes, a, if he gets trained as a drone pilot, now he's got a better skill yeah, instead of trying to go yeah, to Big sure. Short uh, mm. to go and count mm. uh, houses in, in an informal settlement one by one. You can now use a drone to be able to get exact data that is on a drone mm. and with pictures. Mm. 
Uh, if you are okay. a graduate in the security industry, or we have been operating in the security industry, by being a drone pilot, a drone operator, now you could be able to say, as the vessels are, are on the ground, uh, in hot pursuit of criminals or, or whatever you're suspecting, the drone can take exact pictures, live mm. pictures, or for riot, or, or, or for monitoring of, of riots or gathering or events. By the way, during the 2010 World Cup, we, the drones were used um, as well. Oh, by the way, we, uh, did you know that uh, in the 1990, during the 1994 elections, the revenue had such beautiful pictures of the elections in 1994? It's because the U.S. Army used drones in South Africa, and we had an, an arrangement yeah. with them. They were here. Drones were there by 1994, but we didn't know. Well, we didn't were know they what flying they from helicopters, those people, those photographers there? Yeah, but they were also drones at the time. Records show that there were drones. Once there were helicopters, but there were also drones. Uh, that would wow. be used because uh, the South African election was such an important election in the whole in the rest of the world. The military always used drones since 1907. So uh, uh, the message that we are putting as a drone council is that just this is a small slice in a bigger scheme of things. We give South Africa focuses on it and say we are building this drone economy. We are too late into 4IR. The world, the rest of the world is speaking about 5IR. Yet in South Africa, we still believe that there is a big truck coming next month to bring 4IR. We don't know when this, mm. this 4IR will come. We, the world is dropping 5IR, and we need to catch sure. up very fast. So it is Evan, our thing. Evan, Evan, I want us to pause here, because uh, uh, I think you, you've aptly conveyed the point that uh, you know the 4IR is not going to come down like manna from heaven. And uh, I think uh, we're very clear about uh, what the Drone Council is doing fascinating work and i certainly hope this is not the last time we catch up with you unfortunately we have run out of time and uh, uh, we will from time to time check in with you for these uh, tech conversations uh, to hear some of the latest when it comes to regulations licensing the best practice of how we commercialize all of the innovations in this fascinating aerial endeavor thank you very much go to drone council africa you'll find details awesome stuff thank you very much that there thank was uh, Irvin Penyane, chairperson of the Drone Council of South Africa. And if you missed uh, that one, you can also catch the podcast on metrofm.co.za where you can also uh, get to hear more about uh, uh, the Drone Council and uh, their website where you can access some of that information. In the next few minutes or so, we'll uh, be uh, playing the clip of uh, Voicil and Zeku at the Zondo Commission. You don't want to miss that.